The suppression of female healers by the medical establishment was a political struggle. First, in that it's part of the history of sex struggle in general. The status of women healers has risen and fallen with the status of women. When women healers were attacked, they were attacked as women. When they fought back, they fought back in solidarity with all women. It was a political struggle, second, in that it was part of a class struggle. Women healers were people's doctors and their medicine was part of people's subculture. To this very day, women's medical practices have thrived in the midst of rebellious lower class movements which have struggled to be free from the established authorities. Male professionals, on the other hand, served the ruling class, both medically and politically. Their interests have been advanced by the universities, the philanthropic foundations and the law. They owe their victory, not so much to their own efforts, but to the intervention of the ruling class they served. That was page 29 from Witches, Midwives and Nurses, a book of which we will be discussing today. I'm Muhammad Ali Nayib, you're listening to Status. I'm here with Rula Yasmin, a feminist, nurse and researcher based in Beirut. We're going to talk about women health issues in Lebanon and discuss Witches, Midwives and Nurses, a book that Rula participated in the process of translating into Arabic recently. Rula, thank you for being with us today. Glad to have you on our show. And we would like to talk a bit about uh, the women health situation and the women health movement in Lebanon. But first, I would like you to introduce yourself to our listeners, tell us a bit about what you do, who you are, what's going on, Shamsi <laughs> Bilbnan. Okay. So, uh, Anna, my name is Lolo. I, uh, I'm a nurse in training uh, and uh, I'm, I've done research on reproductive and sexual health um, and rights. Uh, currently, I'm working uh, in an NGO, a community based organization called Mashru Al Alif, the A Project. We work on sexuality and gender in a very broad uh, sense and um, mostly to work on thinking about agency, autonomy and alternatives when thinking about sexual health, sexuality um, and specifically working with um, away from a disease prevention model um, and more talking about uh, you know, the fluidity in talking about health and sexuality. So not only uh, disease or illness uh, prevention kind of work. So um, we work a lot with uh, migrant women and uh, refugees, um, mostly at this point because we are a very small group and so we don't have a lot of woman power. So we're working with what we feel are people who have least uh, access to resources and as we grow we hope to capture more women and trans folk. So um, I'm also... uh uh, interested in, um, uh, in in the book you translated recently, uh, and in that book, which is Midwives and Nurses: A History of Women Healers. Excellent, and you translated it to Arabic, right? I didn't. I I, I had somebody do that. <laughs> but you facilitated. <laughs> yes, that. yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We bought the rights to translate it as well, so okay. that it's uh, in. Uh, it's what all made in you? Good. What urged you to translate this book? I read this book and I, it was mind blowing. Uh, also, as a man, uh, I was totally ignorant about the health history and the women, women role, historical women role uh, in the health movement and how men kind of fought them out of it in the most brutal ways. And so mm. what, what made you want to translate this book to Arabic? 
Um, so uh, we have we have partnerships with other groups, uh, regional groups. So we work with a group called Asia Safe Abortion Partnership, and uh, over there I help co-facilitate some sessions. And one of them was going to be on patriarchy and medicine. And I had already had this book from a feminist bookstore once. I found it in. Uh, and uh, I, I, I know it's a bit of a dramatic story, well, not really dramatic, but it's, I, uh, I read it at like 2 a.m. in the morning because I was late to prepare my session and I couldn't put it down. So I, and then I got so angry and I couldn't sleep. Um, and I know it's, uh, so if anybody's read it or will read it, you should know it's very Eurocentric, it's very North American, uh, but at the same time, most of uh, that, um, the, the field of medicine that we know in our country today is very much based on their history, and it completely uh, erases our own history within medicine here. So okay. while, while it is very much based on there, I think there is a lot to learn about how these professions have been shaped in our country. What can we learn from the past that will help us to understand women's health movement today? Um, so I, I, I guess picking up from the book, uh, I would say that what's really interesting was, uh, I mean, as you'll notice in the, the title, it says witches, midwives and nurses. And maybe for a lot of people, it's strange to put witches with midwives and nurses. But the truth is, is that it goes way back to the time when women used to be burnt. Millions of women were burnt in Europe, <laughs> not really that long ago, by the way. Um, and it was because they were witches, quote-unquote. And what does witch mean? It basically meant women that were going outside of their uh, acceptable roles and norms. So they were seen as um, as usually uh, predators of some sort, and either because of their sexuality being rampant or because they were working with peasant uprivals against uh, feudal systems at that point, and also because they were healing. So... So all of these three things on sexuality, on health, and on um, going against uh, oppressive economic systems at that point were what these women were a part of. So what I know a lot of uh, sisters today, feminists, uh, do as well. But, you know, you would have been burnt <laughs> for that kind of work back then. And it was mostly they were said to be practicing magic, which at this point today is considered science. They were picking herbs. They were um, figuring out what is used for labor pain, what is used for um, for heart attacks and from 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 things that you would find on the ground and in nature, mm. which today, uh, which back then actually they would call magic, and to them science was what uh, priests would practice and doctors of kings would practice, which was writing uh, biblical not biblical whatever words it was on wounds and bloodletting and using leeches, which was never see- which was disproven in medicine, so. It's funny that basically what was the male-run uh, uh, medical system back then was seen as science, which today we would call uh, uh, quackery, basically. But And what women were doing back then was seen as magic just because they were performing it, which is our actual science today. So historically, patriarchy have oppressed the role of women healers. And from what I learned from the book is that women are natural healers, actually. To what extent... Do you think that patriarchy is still pre- putting a pressure on women's health nowadays? I think I think it really puts a massive pressure because, um, and I guess this is in the book, but also we know it as a reality here uh, in Lebanon, uh, that um, that the majority of um, medical field is 
um, not really very friendly to women, so much that actually services that are set up have to be called women-friendly. That's how bad it is, right? So you would find international uh, uh, NGOs coming in and uh, basically setting up clinics and saying, these are female-friendly clinics. And you're like, yeah, what would they have been <laughs> otherwise? That's awful. This is a women's clinic. It better be female-friendly. Um, and then saying maybe it's youth-friendly and all of these terms that now get used. But the thing is, is that uh, what was happening back then was that and this is uh, this is a part in as, as well in the, in the book, which is really well written um, and non-academic at all, which is really refreshing to see. Um, anyway, so what what had happened was that all the hospitals of uh, of people of color, of um, women, of midwives, of traditional birth attendants, they were all closed down, so that uh, people who had professional degrees, and this professionalization is a big theme in the book, and it's a big theme now as well, really is, uh, it's, it's pretty much like the rest of the laws of a country right now here. Who writes the laws? Men write the laws. Politicians write the laws. Who writes the laws in medicine? Men write the laws, who are also politicians most of the time in Lebanon as well, right? Doctors who are politicians exactly. who write the laws. So the laws... <laughs> I don't want to say naturally because there's nothing natural about it, but inherently become patriarchal, mm -hmm. and they are uh, they are harmful to women. They are not. They definitely do not uh, support women in any way or, or understand that, for example, how you know the the different possibilities of how women might want to deliver. For example, in Lebanon, I know a lot of people have tried, for example, to have a birth delivery. It's impossible to have a birth delivery because. There is a way. There is a way to practice medicine that is uh, seen as it's cold and it's clinical and it's medical and it's patriarchal and it does not allow for any kind of um, leeway that uh, would really be what you want to give somebody who, for example, in this example, mm. is delivering. Right? It's a small example. There are so many others, but speaking speaking about delivery, uh, I remember that midwives uh, in Lebanon, in our culture, play used to play. Uh, a proper role in giving birth and but nowadays the concept of midwife is completely alien to to the majority of society yeah especially in the city i agree uh, yeah. while i was reading the book you translated i i noticed that midwives were brutally fought in the united states for example out of and as, as they are here in Lebanon today, actually. Why, why is that happening in Lebanon today? Uh, that tradition of midwives now is being alienated. Mm. Well, I mean, the th um, everything is pushing towards midwifery or nursing is pushing towards a very strong professionalization. So it's basically something that was more practiced among women, uh, women who have less resources, women of a poorer class who cannot afford to go to a, an expensive or a fancy hospital or get uh, you know an attending a male physician gynecologist time because they can't afford it used to basically find because delivering is a very natural process that may have complications yes but it is a natural process there's nothing sick about you know delivering a child so what the, what what happens is that it becomes hyper medicalized and there and then you get all these um, rules cast on how deliveries should happen when women have been doing it for so long but then these laws come in and they say no 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 it has to be done with 
with this, this, this present and all of these things, which usually are money generating for uh, hospitals, private hospitals and physicians and all of this. And now midwives are not allowed to practice without uh, without somebody being there to watch um, or to, you know, a, a physician. And a lot of them are, go- are being recalled to check if their training is actually uh, sound or not. Um, and I guess we can think back and look at the book and see that, and, and the book makes this very clear that basically physicians had been threatened by women healers for so long, mm-hmm. phys- male physicians, that they used their contacts and the professionalization to beat women out of, because you create a hierarchy. So who's going to win in a hierarchy? A man is going to win, and a man of middle to upper class um, uh, means, obviously. So what happens is that nobody can compete with that. What was funny, at least, in the, well, not so funny, but what happened in the book was that back then, women were still more skilled. So nobody went to the professional physicians. And the, but with time, when you keep making it difficult for somebody to practice their medicine or their nursing or their healing, whatever they want to call it, um, when you keep them oppressed, they can't practice as much and it becomes illegal. Mm. And they become stigmatized for being careless, which is what happens here today a lot as well. 